What up, everyone? It's Connor again, uh, back for another podcast. I hope you enjoyed last podcast about ICO uh, altcoins and tokens. And I briefly mentioned ICOs. Um, so ICO stands for Initial Coin Offering. And I mentioned that I'd like to get into more depth about it on the next podcast and give you guys a better understanding how it impacts cryptocurrency and ex- what exactly it is. Uh, before I begin, I'll just quickly state that an ICO stands for Initial Coin Offering or an ITO. So what is an initial coin offering? Well, it is essentially a means of crowdfunding for cryptocurrency platforms and companies on the blockchain. Uh, When they release a new token, a new cryptocurrency or token, this allows them to fund the development of their project. This allows them to get funding uh, and enhance their platform, finish their product, and basically allow the society and the public to have the best project or platform that they could have created at the time. So basically when the blockchain, when someone creates a concept that is related to blockchain technology, uh, they release a percentage of their tokens, which the general public can buy before it hits an exchange. In return, the company receives money uh, that they can use to complete their project. And in return, you get their coins or tokens at a cheaper rate than it would have been on the exchange. And from there, you can either hold on to them or sell them once the company hits an exchange where they're tradable. Something about ICOs and just making it easier for you to understand is like initial public offering for stocks. So IPOs are where a company raises funds to complete their project. And they use this through shares, uh, marketing, etc. similar to ICOs. However, there's one major difference. Uh, when you buy shares or stocks in a company on IPO, it can take several years before you're able to recognize this. If you think about Uber, uh, when people first started investing, it was in 2012, and it just hit the public trade in 2017. So in total, that took around five years for people to actually liquidate their funds or their shares and receive their funds. Now, what would have happened if in two years, after the first two years, Uber was at its peak, and then it died by 2017? The ways people would have been out of luck, and they would have lost their money. On the other hand, ICOs usually are hit, hit exchange within a few months, or with, within a few months to a year, should be more clear. Uh, this makes it very appealing to investors as it's a quicker turnaround time to having recognized funds and being able to capitalize on if the product reaches a peak earlier than, say, when an IPO hits its peak. So overall... ICOs don't only allow for new coins to be distributed amongst buyers, it's also a great way for unique companies to raise funds and for the general public to invest in unique projects that they generally do not have the chance to do. The reason that this part is true is because when you invest in IPOs or in companies, you usually have to be an accredited investor, um, which means there's a bunch of information, you have to pay for stuff, you have to prove yourself, and it could take up to years to become an accredited investor. And you also have to have a large fund in your back pocket to use to invest in these companies. Whereas the general Joe of society can invest in cryptocurrency. You can invest 10 bucks into crypto. There's no cap. There's no minimal. You can invest whatever you like as long as you have the necessary means to invest. Again, uh, the necessary means and how to invest in the market and get involved. I want to discuss that in the next podcast. But I just wanted to give you a basic idea of ICOs. Um, on top of this, last point I'd like to make, a lot of people talk about ICOs being scams or having issues uh, with ICOs. 
So I'll make it very clear. It is, there's a fine line when investing in ICOs. Um, due to the ease of getting into the cryptocurrency world, all you really need is a white paper proving what you're trying to do, uh, proving your concept, a team, and you can basically con people into giving you money since there's no really no real way to track it. However, you yourself can be diligent and ensure that you're investing in the right ICOs and the right companies. You can do this through numerous ways as companies now have to be transparent. So what you should be looking at is their white paper, their team, reviews on different posts, um, and just get as much understanding about the company before you invest. This is applicable to all companies when investing. However, it's also a very key proponent of blockchain and investing in ICOs. So I hope you guys appreciate this quick explanation. Um, again, I will be talking next time about how to get invested in the market and basically the first step to getting into it. Um, and then in the future, I'll discuss in more depth the pros and cons of the current ICO model and the current impact it is having on cryptocurrency becoming a mainstream phenomena and how it can either hurt or help uh, cryptocurrency basically revolutionize the way we think about financial institutions. Uh, again, I appreciate you guys listening to me. Run for a say out.